0: Hey, thanks for being with us this afternoon, Bruce Clangett in for Jazz Joe Hall. So David Eby, along with two of his cabinet ministers, had that field trip to the Okanagan and some other areas devastated by the wildfires. And here are some news that came out this afternoon on behalf of one of those ministers, Emergency Management Minister Bowen Maw. And I quote, she said, the emergency order we put in place on Saturday has had the effect we required. And thousands of hotel rooms were made available for people forced from their homes, as well as the many firefighters and emergency crews who are protecting us during the worst wildfire season in our history. Working with local governments and First Nations, we will continue to place people in the accommodations that are now available. And Minister bowen Ma goes on to say that because of this... We are lifting the travel restrictions for the purpose of staying in temporary accommodation for most of the southern interior, with the exception of West Kelowna. That order, by the way, will be lifted for areas including Kelowna itself, Kamloops, Oliver, Osoyoos, Penticton, and Vernon, and that starts tonight at midnight. So it's trying to get back to normal, but where normal is not where we're seeing anything close to normal because there's still widespread destruction is in West Kelowna, ground zero. And many of us know this for the wine country there. And I'm just pulling up the website from one of the wineries, Niche Wine Company, and on their website, the landing page, it says closed due to wildfire. We are closed until further notice The McDougal Creek Wildfire, which is now a complex wildfire, they changed the name. It's currently raging in our beautiful backyard, and this means we are unable to host you at the farm or ship wine ordered online right now. It's one of the impacts, and it is a big impact for an entire sector that we're somewhat familiar with. Let's bring in Joanna Schlosser as our guest the co-founder and CEO of Niche Wine. Thanks so much, Joanna, for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, I understand you live in the area, and I don't even want to get into the business side. Are you okay, or did you lose your home?
1: So we are okay. We're safe. Uh, We were evacuated from the winery uh, at 5 p.m. on Thursday and we were evacuated from our home in Wilden across the lake uh, at 10 p.m. on Thursday night so within five hours we experienced two different very different evacuations Um, and currently we are fortunate enough to be staying with the good people at Quail's Gate Winery.
0: Now there's so many wineries uh, in West Kelowna itself and I have to wonder if this is going to have a tremendous impact on you and some of your neighboring businesses?
1: Well, there's no question. I mean, uh, as you know, here in wine country, the summer months and the shoulder seasons are pretty important for us in terms of wine tourism. Uh, The end of August, September, and even into October, we see some of our more high uh, wine-involved consumers coming to the Okanagan to buy wine. Um, It's also a great... uh, Time to be selling wine online is there's usually a lot of new wine releases that happened around this time. Uh, and so, not being able to uh, host people here certainly puts us at a disadvantage. Um, I think a big thing that uh, we haven't really heard a lot of talk about yet is also that um, harvest is at our back door. You know, it's like almost September. Uh, people who are doing sparkling have fruit coming in already, and farming doesn't take a vacation. So, we're talking about having to figure out the agriculture side uh, throughout this crisis, and it's complex.
0: And there's so much to talk about when it comes to the harvest, not only the harvest itself, the impact on grapes, but also on some of the labor that may be a little reluctant if you're bringing in others. I don't know. We'll talk about that after the break, but I want to first ask you a little bit more about that uh, that business of visits that happened in august that you mentioned how important is that to the wine in industry because i almost think that it's just um kind of like a hello here we are and the real business is what you see in the shops and uh online but that may not be the case what is kind of like these what happens in the sector
1: yeah i mean i think every winery has their own unique mix of how they do their sales you know we saw wine in Restaurants, We sell them in liquor stores. We sell them online and we sell uh, on site here, you know, at the different wineries. Uh, so every winery will have their own unique mix of how they want to do that. But I think the reality is, is that being able to sell direct to consumer on site at the property where you make the wine is really the most ideal way to do that, um, especially for the customer, like being able to be where wine is about place. So being able to be where the wine is made in the vineyard, it helps to create an emotional connection. You know, we have people all the time talk about, you know, they were here for an engagement. They were here for an anniversary. They were here for a special 40th birthday. And those kind of connections are really almost impossible to make virtually.
0: Yeah. And understandably, you can't have the winery open right now. But uh, at Niche Wine Company, uh, how close were the flames to the winery itself?
1: Uh, Great question. So uh, Niche is located at the base of the McDougal Rim Trail. And so we were kind of directly in the line of fire. We were the first to be uh, put on evacuation alert and the first to be evacuated. So Thursday at five Um, from we, we don't have confirmation, but from what we can see through security cameras and uh, of, you know, that kind of intel is that our f- the, the flames came right to the fence line. They burnt the fence, that our equipment shed is gone, our tractor is gone, but the winery building is still standing and the vineyard is still green. Wow. So uh, in terms of like you know, small miracles, we are definitely uh, feeling pretty lucky that um, there's still something standing, uh, but really fire on all sides.
0: Joanna, I know you talk with uh, other wineries in the area, of course, you're all part of the same industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. Have you heard of any other losses uh, like you've suffered, even if it's minor from other wineries?
1: Uh, So in terms of actual equipment or building damage, Uh, not in West Kelowna, but, you know, we're a community of lots of different team members. And so, um, you know, we have wineries big and small through the West Side Wine Trail. And so that means a lot of people. And so there have been homes lost, there have been, Um, You know, rental apartments lost or, you know, there's a it's a it's going to be a long road to recovery.
0: Much like the lower mainland, the skies did clear up a little bit around the Kelowna area and over in West Kelowna. That gave an opportunity for many people to get a better assessment of some of the damage to structures in the area from the fires that started really getting very bad on Thursday night and continue to be a problem all the way through the weekend. Not that they're not a problem right now. West Kelowna, of course, is still under that evacuation order for many areas, and uh, it is not An area you're able to go to even after tonight when they start lifting some of the travel restrictions for the rest of the province. Yeah, West Kelowna is still going to be under a travel restriction. We have been talking with Joanna Schlosser, co-founder and CEO of Niche Wine Company in West Kelowna. She shared with us just before the break the fact that the flames came right up to a fence and that uh, she did lose a tractor and uh, a shed, I think. Is that right, Joanna? That's
1: right. We lost an equipment shed, yes.
0: Yeah, so there was some damage, but of course, we're looking into the future at this point. And it being late August, uh, we're getting ready almost for harvest. Uh, This is a time of the year, if I think right, uh, where you're starting to see the grapes become really visible and notable. And uh, you start to think about harvest. What are the challenges now for you and for those in West Kelowna?
1: Uh, yeah, I think there's a few things. Obviously, people. We want our people to feel safe, and we want them to feel safe like they have a place to live and also feel safe in their work environment. Um, so managing air quality and starting to think about those kinds of things. Uh, West Kelowna also has a pretty big water issue at the moment. So understanding what that looks like in terms of uh, safety for people, that's thats first and foremost. Um, second, I think uh, just managing, you know, we we grow uh grapes here on the estate, but we also bring grapes from other places. So when I think about, you know, we have grapes that are coming from Kamloops that are supposed to be here in less than 10 days, but with highway closures and the need to keep the roads clear for frontline workers, it's really going to be a balancing act of figuring out how, how to make this happen in a, in a seamless way.
0: Let's talk about the wine itself. I mean, everybody is wanting the best wine possible, and that comes down to so many different things, not the least of which is the weather in any one year. This Mm -hmm. has been a drought year, and now a forest fire year, and you've got the smoke. What's going to happen to the wine for 2023?
1: really interesting question you know in in the Okanagan over the last three years we've had a heat dome we've had multiple uh or two different cold winter events um so we've faced challenges and over the last 20 years you know this isn't the first fire we've seen in the Okanagan so I think you know our industry as a whole has become really good at being resilient and creative and innovative and finding different ways to make the best possible quality wine with every vintage and let's uh, also, remember, uh, agriculture is the root of wine. We're farmers, and if there's a problem to solve, there's no one I'd rather have on the case than a farmer.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I would imagine you've already had backup plans for a lack of water.
1: Uh, absolutely, I feel like most farms do. You know, you kind of need to have uh, multiple irons in the fire, as it were, uh, to make sure that you you have kind of those contingency plans. So, and then I feel like you know, as an example with niche. Uh, There's certain things that are going to be out of our control for the next couple of weeks, and our whole community has really rallied around us to make sure uh, that we're sharing resources and keeping each other in care. So um, in a tough situation, our community comes through again and again.
0: Remind me, because I think that I remember some years ago with uh, one of the fires in the area, that there was a winery, at least one winery, that started to build the smoke into their marketing campaign and it wasn't that the wine was ruined. It was very different tasting.
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure which one you're referring to, but I did live here uh, during the 2003 fires when St. Hubertus was so devastatingly affected. Uh, I remember the shirts they had with the image and the caption read, and you thought you were having a bad day. Uh, And it just showed their entire vineyard on fire uh, and I believe they did a fireman's red and some different things. So um, I think the reality is everyone's palate is different. You know, what one person is different than another. Uh, and smoke uh, or smokiness or tobacco, for example, is yeah. certainly a flavor profile. We see when uh, wines are oaked and aged in a certain way. Uh, and so there'll be people that will uh, be more sensitive to that than others.
0: So you might get uh, hints of McDougall Creek smoke or uh, uh, yellow pine smoke, I guess, in the grape itself?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say you might, but I I do feel like it's really too early to tell. A, A lot of the issue with viticulture is like every stage is different. So when you think about when the grape flowers, when when the fruit forms, when veraison happens, and that means the the grape changes from from green into red. um, At all of those different stages, the environment impacts it differently. And so, you know, depending on where we are, when the fire takes place, and how close we are to the fire, all of these things have an impact. So it's really, it's just too early to say what kind of impact this is going to have.
0: Absolutely. Joanna, are you going to be seeking some sort of help from uh, provincial federal governments?
1: Uh, I feel like at this point, James and I are going to slowly put the pieces of our life back together. We're feeling very cared for by our community, and we're very, very excited to get back to some kind of normal uh, where we can host people at the farm, where we can do the harvest, where we can make wine. Um, So I think there's a lot of different ways that if there's people looking out there to support, uh, buy B.C., buy B.C. wine, buy B.C. products, shop local, shop small – Um, I think that's a really excellent way to support. And also, mark your calendar for 2024 and come see us.
0: Well, ordinarily, are you open in the fall and going into the winter, or is it just summer?
1: Uh, we're typically open into the fall, and then we usually open in the winter for some holiday excitement, and then we'll be open even at Valentine's Day. We do the Westside Wine Trail does an event where you can tour all the different wineries and, you know, have wine and eat chocolate. Um, so I think there's lots of opportunities throughout the winter to engage with the Westside Wine Trail and BC Wine in general. Um, so I would say keep your eyes open for uh, wa- keep. follow along with the recovery effort and uh, please come and see us when it makes sense and find ways to plug in.
0: Joanna, thanks so much for sharing your story and your situation there. And we wish you all the best coming up to harvest and the months ahead.
1: Thank you so much.